All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. As always, going over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever pretty much you get your podcasts. And make sure you click subscribe, follow, give us five stars, great review. And uh, you know, while we're at it, going over to YouTube, because now with a uh, joint venture with our sister pod, as we like to say, Country and Cold Cans, we now have a YouTube channel. And hopefully the audio versions of these podcast will be uploaded automatically if the website does what it says it's supposed to do so follow us on youtube click subscribe make sure you hit that alert button because subscriptions don't matter all right moving into the good the bad and the ugly ryan kick things off and we're like we're like becoming a global brand we're going to take over the world here soon that's the plan all right good had a couple of good things uh this week that are just little one-offs uh most of these are southern too so that's good uh why don't we start with one from the podcast uh morgan hit me up earlier this week and he goes hey you should check out this movie i'll let america know that very often morgan's the meme king but he doesn't actually send a whole lot of recommendations along so when he sends one along it's usually a pretty good one took him at his word i like the follow-up morgan by the way he's a good project manager he followed up about six hours later hey did you watch the movie yet <laughs> like, no, I had, I had other things to do, man. <laughs> so we ended up looking at it and it was actually a really solid movie. And I wanted to tell other people about it. The name of the movie is Life of Endless Summers. It's about the Bruce Brown story. Uh, but the reason why I thought it was cool and why I always thought it was relevant to this podcast is because the son, Dana Brown, went and made a movie about his dad. And his dad is the, uh, if you don't know what the Endless Summer is, um, I guess Google it. You might recognize the picture, but uh, you should probably know what the endless summer is. Um, it's a surf movie from back in the day. It's the most uh, famous surf movie. It's credited with bringing a lot of surfing all over the world um, and just people going on surf trips, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, check out the movie. It's free. You can watch it on YouTube. The reason why I thought it was really cool is because it was a, a son who has gone into his father's footsteps and is basically telling the story of his dad not without a little comedy and not without a little poking fun at the old man. Um, uh, there's some good times, some bad times and everything else in between. Um, speaking of old men and speaking of old men taking trips that may or may not be ill-advised. Uh, I also saw another movie this week, which fits into our podcast. Uh, it's called the legend of cocaine Island. It is a documentary. <laughs> it is on Netflix and it is basically Florida man, the movie. Now we don't have a Florida or the field this week because I'm encouraging you to go watch The Legend of Cocaine Island. You'll get all the Florida you need. That's all I need to say. Uh, man, man makes ill-advised trip uh, to perhaps find a real-life uh, pot of gold, except it's not a pot of gold. And one of the key lines in the movie is when he says, man, I'm down here in a foreign country, and I'm really, really hoping that we don't dig up this cocaine, because if we dig up this cocaine, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> And uh, so those are my two goods of the week. My bad. I'll go right into this. I'm not sure if this is going to be your bad or not, Dustin. I was watching the Duke-Florida State game. Well, it was bad that Duke had their point guard kind of roll his ankle or do something. It didn't look so good. And he left the game, and the game was close and whatever. Uh, that wasn't what me and my wife noticed. No, my wife wanted to point out, um, does Florida State, is their logo big enough on their court, on their basketball court? It basically kisses from the three-point line to the three-point line. It really does. <laughs> Your comment was, I'm not sure if we know quite exactly where they're playing. Maybe, maybe they should make it slightly larger. They're like that dad that has nothing left in life except the size of his TV. 
and he just goes, honey, I think we could go just a little bit bigger. And they go from like the 85 inch to 88 inch. That's pretty much what they should do with the logo. Just, just at this point, just make it go from foul line to foul line. Uh, between that and the obnoxious chant, uh, Florida State, Kalinasty, Free Shoes University, you suck yet again. I'm literally just hitting on your basketball court logo at this point in time. And then my ugly, and I texted Logan. What was that? What'd you say? Free shoes. (laughs) (laughs) To squeak all over their terrible logo. But, uh, and then my ugly that I texted Logan about this week briefly. I don't know if you guys have seen this commercial, dads, but there's, have you guys seen the commercial for the visible wireless? Have you, have you seen any of these commercials? Basically, there's a there's a family and they're sitting there and they say, we really like texting each other. So we got this family plan and then we decided we needed a family. So for the savings and then they like zoom out more and more and more off the couch where they've been sitting. And there's about 12 kids behind them and they're beating each other with a tuba and like putting finger paint all over the wall and everything else. And then they zoom back in on the on the wife real quick. And she's like, and then my sister and she kind of rolls her eyes tells me I don't need to have a family to have the family plan. And they cut to like the aunt and she's sitting in like a pristine apartment by herself, dual income, no kids, just holding a phone. Like, yep, that's true. (laughs) I texted Logan. I was like, this is pretty much uncle life. You get to do whatever you want. And then you cut back to the kids and they're just banging tubas on each other's heads. And (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was relevant. (laughs) So if you haven't seen it, please Google it. It's on YouTube. And while you're at YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the new channel. Nice segue. <laughs> All right. Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, <laughs> very good segue. Good. Um, today we learned that the Friday show of Road Trip to Raleigh in two weeks from now, the American Aquarium will be playing their album Burn, Flicker, Die in full length, which I think is awesome. Um, Often, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Often, I'm that guy. Maybe I'm just an old man. Often, I'm that guy who's like, I like all their old stuff, but they don't play at their concerts anymore. Well, now I get to hear the old stuff at a concert I'm going to. So, very excited about that. So, that to the guys today because we're all going to be there. Um, You know, that part of the show should be good. We'll leave it at that. Um, Bad. Duke lost another close one. Just disappointed in that. They've had three losses this year, uh, combined eight points in total. Um, only thing I'd point out is, uh, or I just want to complain about, is that the losses have been against teams that just sort of out-toughed them. So they got, as Buck Walker would say, you got to be a tad bit tougher. And uh, also, how Paulo Bancaro didn't take a shot for 15 minutes is beyond me. That's, a reminder of Zion and the Elite Eight not touching the ball for three minutes in a game that they should have won. But anyway, we'll move on from that. RJ Ugly. Barrett. <laughs> RJ Barrett for three minutes taking all the shots when he had a 68% field gold shooter just waiting for the ball. But anyway, um, I don't coach at the highest level of college basketball. What do I know? Um, Ugly. It rained here in Arlington today, so the school shut down, which means daycare shut down. So, you know, I guess that's the point that we're at in life. It rains and everything shuts down. So, real excited about that. Look forward to many more of those rain days in the future. 
Was it COVID rain down where you went? <laughs> it must be. They, they didn't drops. specify what. Yeah, they didn't specify what variant. They just said that you know nobody could go to school today, which basically shuts down society. So here we are. <laughs> All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, <clears throat> I start off with my good. Uh, Virginia Tech rounded off their uh, offensive side of the ball um, staff with hiring the Wisconsin offensive lineman uh, coach, which was a pretty big hire considering he was, I think, in a lot of this past season was ranked inside the top 20 of offensive line coaches of all the Power 5 schools. Uh, uh, Wisconsin's put out quite a a few uh, offensive linemen since the draft. Uh, players love them, so it's a, a big pickup for us. Um, bad. Let's see. Both Bridget and Brody have been out of daycare now since last week, and because of that, I get to go to work early in the morning and then come home and have daycare duty after lunchtime all the way up until Crystal gets off work about 6 o'clock. Um, you get to do it all again the next morning. And that's also if I don't go in and work a little bit at night after the kids go down to sleep. So my my sleep is probably about less than five hours a night right now. Um, Good I was going to go out for that in college. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little snooze on, on the on the chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to go ugly, but why why be negative? completely here so uh i'll go i'll throw a great in there and go uh tech now back-to-back wins if uh basketball uh so i was pretty excited about <laughs> about that you know uh there's still probably um got a lot of work to do and it'll be a miracle if they make the tournament with the way the season's going but we'll see i'm still a, slightly a little early but they probably probably need to have quite a few big wins to the rest of the way. And uh, just a little side note real quick. I'm glad that Angle, I'm glad you were able to check out that movie. Um, yeah, man. I, I was sitting at work the other night, uh, working. I was like, you know, I'm going to put something on while I'm working. And I was looking for one thing and just so happened to see it kind of come up in the search queue while I was looking for something else. I was like, oh, well, I'll check this out. And just from start to finish, it was just a great movie. You know, as Angle told you, it's, you gotta check it out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give away any more details than, than Angle did, but you, you find it on a free app called Tubi. T U B I. Um, it has commercials on it, but it's it's worth it. Free on YouTube with no commercials. Oh, okay. Yep. And while you're on YouTube, oh. subscribe to the new channel. <laughs> all right so that leaves me for the good the bad and the ugly i'm going to start off with a bad but with a slight bright side so the bad with the slight bright side is uh on the heels of virginia tech winning two straight that means nc state lost two straight so <laughs> that's just the bad the bright side is baseball season starts in a month for the nc state pack nine it's nothing really of any uh optimism for the basketball program as we currently speak but baseball preseason top 10 um on d1 baseballs Rankings, so I'm excited unless, again for the uh, Pac-9 to get back out there. 
Unless your season ends the same way it did last year, but I don't see yeah. that. You should be much better. <laughs> Those were extraordinary circumstances that uh, you really can't make up. But so that's that's good. Baseball season, you know, for the packs coming back. Um, another good is this Saturday if the snow isn't too bad, and God knows I hope it ain't. Um, I'm supposed to see Perkin McCollum at the Ritz in Raleigh uh, Saturday night. Uh, last time I was, he played Raleigh, and last nice. time I saw him here, he played at a place that barely had. 300 people and now he's he's selling out a uh a venue that holds like 2500 so kind of cool uh hopefully like I, I i'm already aware that he's gonna end up being one of those guys that ends up playing in much bigger arenas but i'm gonna enjoy seeing him at the smaller venues while i still can and he's, um go ahead he's he is because he's already uh we had cmt's countdown we'll put it on let Emmy watch it sometimes and uh he's already like had videos on that so yep. he's getting a hard push. So he's going to blow up. Oh, he 100% is. I mean, he just got off tour with um, Derek Spentley and Riley Green this past summer. So dude, dude is makes music that people like me can like. But also he's uh, he he's considered a, a very good looking guy for the demographic that loves mainstream country being women. So he, he's going to get a big push just because of those things. And uh, and then my kind of like. Eh, of the week is I I watched the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father on Hulu mm. starring Hillary Duff and you know it wasn't terrible like it, it's not going to obviously be as good as the original show How I Met Your Mother but it wasn't terrible I definitely will watch again this upcoming week it, it's very 2022 without going into details about that but you know solid show through the first two episodes I'm going to you know, ride it out a little longer and give it a shot. So I'm interested to see where that series goes. But like I said, nothing spectacular, but wasn't wasn't bad. Kind of a meh for the week. But that's my. Uh, it's too complicated to go back through that. That's my good, the bad, and the ugly for the week. So, well, you know, speaking of, of that show, what's kind of sad is it being the um, I guess what the sister show of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the what was it? The the, uh, the narrator of that show is Bob Saget, who yep. recently passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. good so point, was... Morgan. It's a very good point. And it was uh, he was perfect for that role. How many rather was a great show? Oh, yeah. It's a very modern day version of Friends for like our generation, like a much more updated, realistic version of Friends. And uh, yeah. so yeah, I I'm probably gonna keep watching How I Met Your Father just out of like interest in the series. But yeah, it was fine. It, I, I didn't have high expectations, so it didn't mm-hmm. disappoint in that sense. I was pretty much in the same boat. I didn't really expect it to be much, but so it, it kind of cleared my expectations because they were so low. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, sequel pretty series much. suck. So no. I was happy to see yeah. it didn't it didn't suck. But I guess that's where we are with uh, television and movies these days. We're like, oh, it didn't suck. So <laughs> Yeah. But didn't suck. Here's another comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, the Eternals sucked. Uh, that was the first Marvel <laughs> movie in years I've seen that I was like, I'm not going to watch that again. But well, they they, they were going to have a hard time trying to duplicate what they did with the you know the 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 Infinity Saga. So yeah, yeah, they definitely will because that was just. A, a very good, unprecedented run of 20-some movies that interconnected yeah. as well as it did. And, you know, people are going to want, you know, people are going to want, like, Iron Man, like, Robert Downey Jr., all those people to continue to be in it. And now you got to kind of 
start following a whole group of new people. Yep. I just I don't see people being attached to it as much uh, this go around. Yep. It's just like wrestling in the late nineties when and you know it was so big and you had guys like Stone Cold, you know, ruling the airwaves. I mean, once he was done, they had to create new stars and they struggled. So victim of your own success sometimes. But all right, moving into the weekend look ahead. I know last week we were all boring as hell because we were talking about snow and uh, none of us had any plans. But I'm going to see Parker McCollum, assuming that the aforementioned snow doesn't ruin it. Does anyone else have anything they're doing this weekend? Well, same as last weekend. Um, Nothing because of snow. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to want you to give that update in July, too. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about the weather, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it is funny might, might to me <laughs> go ahead go ahead I was gonna say, it might, might step outside and walk on the sidewalk for a few minutes who knows <laughs> you guys in North Carolina it does crack me up because you're like oh I don't know Like, I'm, hopefully we'll be able to, to like go to the grocery store because of the snow but that <laughs> well, is really that is really how it is down there like they can't to clear stuff <laughs> to, to be fair, I'm, I'm more concerned about the idiots around here who don't know how to drive in snow or ice. That makes sense. And, you know, unfortunately, I, there are things I have to get from the grocery store that have nothing to do with, oh, I need 12 bags of bread and milk because it's going <laughs> to snow for two hours. You know, like, no, actually, um, can I have one of those breads? Because I'm actually out of bread and my kids like sandwiches. So, uh, jackass Karen, can I have one of your five bags of bread? <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> like, what do you need with four gallons of milk? Like, Jesus, do you have ten kids? <laughs> An amateur move. You know what you you know what you do, right? It, it cracks me up. You see other people buying all this frozen shit, and it's just like you you just bought four hundred dollars worth of shit that you can't cook if the power goes out. Congratulations. <laughs> Really thinking ahead there. Probably the same people that were filling up laundry baskets with gasoline. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe someone attempted things like that. (laughs) This is America. You can do anything you want, even stuff like that. It's a free country. If I want to smoke a cigarette and talk to my phone about a gas pump filling up (laughs) plastic bags, then I should be able to. Every did group needs a wild card. <laughs> like, did you did you eat paint chips as a child living under power lines? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, man, I'm not really doing a whole lot. I'm just gonna go see my family again. Um, we have a new uh, we have a new addition, so we're gonna go hang out with them now that it's been a couple weeks. So we'll do the thing we're supposed to do. You show up with a meal, so they don't have to make it. About it. It works. So for the time being, I'll be a lot more exciting come uh come spring and summer myself. Yeah, during the winter is like NASCAR not all <laughs> I got a good one for you next week. Just wait, I've been sitting on it for a couple of weeks. No, we said no more no. updates till Daytona. That was I, think, a rule. I think we should rename the NASCAR segment. Oh, and now it's time for another left turn. <laughs> there we go. Or, or 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 we could just call it okay, give us your update on Chase Elliott. 
so tired of NASCAR. Get it? You got it. Gotta, you got to get. You got to get tired. the rocks. You got to get the rocks. Like it doesn't matter. Line and just play that when he like starts yeah. talking about it. And this brought to you by Tide. <laughs> I gave you the Bill Belichick soundbite. So we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Get this too. Like they they have new rules. So I, a couple of my friends asked me to go. Um, this I don't know why I thought about this because it wasn't one of Chase Elliott's sponsors, Hooters. Yeah. So they have new rules. Still now is. At, at, yeah. At Hooters, like <laughs> you're not allowed to buy back to back big beers anymore. What? Like yeah, like they have they they said that they're no longer doing that. You have to buy a big one and then a small one then you can go back to a big one. And I'm just like, why? And the waitress said, well, it's because the, we have to get it approved by the manager. And he says that if you, instead of letting people buy two big ones, you make them buy a big one and then a small one, then maybe another big one or another small one, because two small ones cost a lot more money for the consumer than a big one does. So it's a way for us to make more profit. (laughs) (laughs) So she's a very honest, uh, very much so coming to your table. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody was like, are you serious? And she was like, yep. She was like, just started this week. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. See, I was ahead of this curve a long time ago. You know what I would have looked at her and said? <laughs> I hear you. That's wonderful. The rest of the ladies here at the table will have beer. I would like a double of gin. Thank you. <laughs> no, you would ask for a, a soda water and then pull a the- gin sock out of or gin <laughs> out of your sock. True. Less profit that way. For them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i guess that that wraps up the weekend look ahead all right <laughs> Hooter, hooters and the weather <laughs> hooters the weather and uh, a brief mention of nascar all right moving into the southern spotlight ryan it's yours this week all right well i've been speaking of things i've been sitting on for a little bit um and speaking of things some people like to do sometimes you need to put your comic books down and walk away from your child's movies Sometimes you need to go out into the great outdoors. Um, I know it's, it's, it's terrible people. I know most of you, your, your great outdoors experience are mowing your yard, but um, you know, it is okay to actually, you know, go somewhere outside of a city or outside of the suburbs. So uh, I had the opportunity to actually, in all seriousness, go do that with my wife. I was very much looking forward to it. We got to go to Gatlinburg, as you may have heard me mention a while back. And so my Southern spotlight comes from Gatlinburg. Um, the guys can see that my background is literally a photo I took from the spot that I'm going to talk about. But there is a, first of all, downtown Gatlinburg itself. It was the first one I'd ever been. We went at Christmas time, so I can't tell you if they actually have Christmas lights up year round or not. But I can tell you that we knew when we hit Gatlinburg because short of like Disney World or something, that is the most Christmas lights I've ever seen in any one place at any one time. And especially because we were coming in about eight o'clock at night coming through the mountains, um, which is a beautiful drive. Uh, just little Airbnb cabins or wherever as you're kind of crossing through creeks and rivers and all sorts of different things. Uh, going by some very interesting places, I can tell you. One of the almost places where you want to back up and stop and turn around and be like, did I see that correctly? And then turn, you make a U-turn and keep going by. Um, so we come into Gatlinburg and the downtown's beautiful. It really is. It's just a very quaint, small town place. I immediately saw the charm in it and why people like to go there. Um, and one of the places uh, we had gotten back from kind of walking around the downtown um, we didn't realize that everything kind of sh- shut down at 10, but that makes sense. You know, if you've been drinking all day and it's supposed to be a family friendly place, 
Yeah, I don't keep many of the bars open or saloons or whatever you want to call them. Uh, some could go, go more towards the saloon side. But um, it's, you know, it's got some family-friendly places. There is a statue of Jesus, if anyone's interested. I took a picture with him. Um, it's right next to the, uh, to the Veterans Memorial. Um, so that was, that was a nice way to bring it all together. Um, anyways, uh, we came back from downtown after we saw some bears. I think I mentioned that on the podcast. And I do mean real-life bears in downtown on the city streets. And uh, I Googled if this was a common occurrence. And in the process of Googling things, they suggest other things. So something that we hadn't known about ahead of time was this place called Anakista Mountain. Uh, Anakista Mountain is literally a mountain. It's 5,500 feet in the air. Uh, and they have like a little theme park. It's called the Firefly Village, which sounds very not like something that two 30-year-old adults would be interested in going to. But um, we uh, rode the gondola, I guess is what it's called, up to the top of the mountain. It was relatively cheap. I'd say, I think it was 15, 20 bucks a person. Uh, pro tip. Pay the two bucks extra to go in the express line. There is a line of about two and a half hours, and we paid the extra two bucks because we are high rolling like that. <laughs> and <laughs> we paid it about three minutes, and we got pushed in front of this woman with her family. Kind of felt bad about that, but we were next in line of the express line. And she goes, hey, how much did you pay for those tickets? And I think my wife said, like, you know, an extra four bucks. She looked like she was going to punch, probably not us, but the ride operator for not letting her know because she'd been standing there for so long. So pro tip, do that. And uh, we rode up to the top. Um, there's a lot of lift, different things you can do with kids up there. There's a, uh, there's a America's only single rail mountain coaster. So there's a roller coaster you can get on with your kids and kind of go up and down and around the mountain. That was pretty cool. Um, we didn't ride it ourselves. And there was a, a bar that we really liked with 180 degree view of the mountains. The guys can see the view from the bar. I mean, you can literally get a drink at a full bar with TVs and, and, and it's very rustic and exactly what you think of a mountain lodge bar. And then you can turn and it's 180 degree view of the Smokies. And if you go up to the tower that's up there at the top of the mountain, you can see 50 plus mountain peaks on a clear day. And they'll point out to Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina to different places. So Gatlinburg itself wasn't necessarily, a, that was part of that trip where we were going to see Logan and maybe Morgan. Uh, and go to the Carolina game, but we thought Gatlinburg was kind of going to be a stop off, and it's definitely somewhere I want to go. Where I want to go back. So if you find yourself in the area or nearby, definitely go check it out. It's 100% worth it. If it's not, text me or hit us up on Facebook and let me know why. Because I, I for the life of me, couldn't figure out why you couldn't have a good time there. And if you want the best views in town, definitely go to the, uh, definitely go up to that bar at the top of Anakista Mountain. It's totally worth the admission. And uh, you're right next to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. If you want to put down your comic books and go outside, that's the place <laughs> you can go. <laughs> well, on that note, with that cheap shot he just threw at me and Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, move into the song of the month. As you guys know, once a month, we uh, I pick one song, Ryan picks another, and then we collab on one that we both like. Um, to start things off, I guess I'll, I'll kick it off. I uh, the song that I picked for my solo pick is a song from an, a guy that's on Big Loud Records named Ernest. He goes by one name, all caps, very kind of like hip hop kind of like situation where he, he like how he d brands his name and everything. But he released a, a, a new song that he did a um, duet with Morgan Wallen. And the song is called Flower Shops, and it is a fantastic song. Heavy, heavy pedal steel in the mix. 
which is one of my favorite instruments in all of Roots music. So anytime there's a, a, a high pedal or a pedal steel guitar high in the mix and a mainstream song, I'm all about it. But this song in particular, like it's, he got the idea. I heard him say on his podcast, just being earnest, that he uh, got the idea because he listened to a, um, a uh, George Jones song that he had never heard before. And it kind of had a similar idea of like, you know, um, talking about roses. And he, it, it kind of like the, the hook to the song popped into his head and him, him and a couple of his buddies wrote it. And it's like, uh, it, it's essentially like, you know, a classic kind of sounding country song where his, uh, he didn't, he took his w- woman for granted. She leaves. And then it's like talking about like, uh, how he has pretty much just been into, uh, drinking and pills and whatnot, all kinds of just bad shit since she left. But then it gets into the chorus where the hook of the song is my favorite part. It says it's a bad day for love, but it's a good day for the flower shops. And it's like, it's just a good turn of phrase. And it's, it's a very classic sounding country song. And when it comes from uh, dudes that, especially like Morgan Wallen being at the top of the mainstream genre right now, like when you have a, a actual country sounding song, that's going to be impacting radio here shortly. It's, it's a win for country music. So I definitely tell you to check out Flower Shops by Ernest featuring Morgan Wallen. So it's a thrift shop by Macklemore, <laughs> except Flower Shops. <laughs> yes, Flower Shops. <laughs> a little bit of a different vibe to this song. <laughs> All right, Ryan, your pick, Song of the Month. All right, so I went back and forth on this, and I just decided to settle on the one that was sticking out in my mind. A couple months ago, you went with a Turnpike song. So I guess it doesn't always have to be a, a new song. So I'm, I'm hoping that's all right. I went with the song Fingertips by Brian Jonestown Massacre. In case you're wondering, uh, this is not a happy song because <laughs> Brian Jonestown Massacre is the name of the band. <laughs> Brian Jones is the original member of the Stones who died in a swimming pool as an alcoholic. And the Jonestown Massacre is a very sad event that happened down in Guyana in 1978 where, everybody, where we got the term drinking the Kool-Aid. So in case you thought this was a happy song, it is, it is not. <laughs> um, there's a guy named Anton Newcomb. He started a band, as you know, and uh, they have an ever-changing cast of characters. It's a little bit of an older song, but I found it recently. And the reason I found it recently is because when I was watching the Anthony Bourdain documentary, um, it was, uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Oh my goodness, I even listened to his podcast. Dave Chang was talking about his music and he said uh this was his this was tony's favorite song listen to it it's it's freaking heroin music man and he kind of like derided it so i went and i looked up the song because i was curious because you can hear a little bit of it and i started listening to the band and i was like man this (laughs) i don't know what this says about me but this, this is actually good music i really appreciate this band so i started listening to them and i found this song fingertips the name of the uh song that was in the documentary is anemone but um, and and that was his song, and that's the song that gets played there. But I, I haven't been able to stop listening to this. It's got a wall of guitar sound. Um, I, I hesitate to compare the two because it never works when you listen to it. But they sound they're very similar to Oasis, and that they have that guitar sound. It's a very '90s sound. Um, the guy sings with a British accent, even though he's not British. So I mean, <laughs> take of that what you want. I guess that's artsy. Um, he's kind of a interesting cat. He's got all sorts of ideas about free music and piracy. He thinks all of everything should be free as an artist. Take what you want, uh, take what you will. Um, that could be, you know, brought back to the fact that he's struggled for, you're never going to guess this if I like this band, he struggled with alcohol and drugs and other things. 
Um, I also imagine that he's a favorite of Bourdain's. But uh, they described the lead singer as a balancing act between self-destruction and the utter rejection of modern creature comforts and the avaricious attitude that brings. In case you don't know what avaricious means, I had to look it up. It means greedy. I was about so, to say it's the love of money, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. So the song itself is about fingertips. It's about time. He's walking on a beach. So if you've seen the documentary, you'll understand the connection there. And uh, he's uh, walking on a beach, and, and the lyrics are talking about how time is slipping through his fingers, and he, it's slipping through his fingers like sand, and he can't stop it. I happen to have a beach in my neighborhood. It's a pretty haunting song to have running in, inside the back of your head when you're walking on the beach, as time is literally slipping through your hands, and you see your nieces growing up, and you see, especially in a COVID environment, you see things just slipping away and months turning to years. And it's, it was a very haunting song, but it's a good song. And I figured I'd put it on the playlist because I want people to listen to it. And I want them to get a taste of something that's a little different. Good deal. All right. So now, like we say, he picks one, I pick one, then we collab on one. And we actually didn't have a whole lot of discussions this month about it, but I think we both kind of agreed. Um, uh, this was a song that we both probably were going to be into. And we, so we rolled with it. But uh, as Anyone who's listened to uh, me a little bit on this show, and definitely if you've listened to Country and Cold Cans, you know I'm a huge, huge fan of this next artist, Morgan Wade. Um, she was our 2021 album of the year um, on the other pod, and it was just one of the best debut records that I've heard in a long, long time. And it's been announced now that the uh, she's she has signed with a major label, and they're releasing a deluxe version of her record with six new songs. And this next song that we picked was one of the singles that was released as like a promo single uh, to promote the the deluxe version of Reckless that will be released. The song was called Run. And uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on it? Okay. Um, as opposed to going into the lyrics or talking a whole lot about my uh, my first takeaway when I heard this song was when it got released that Friday morning. And my first thought was, I wonder if she has problems with something in her past, because I didn't know about anything. I just knew that I really liked the record. So the first thing I did when I heard this song is I literally typed in Morgan Wade and then like substance or something like that. Because my first takeaway from this song was, especially because it was released January 5th, is when she says the line, I'm looking for the fire escape, you showed up without a second to waste. Can we fly somewhere foreign? Uh, like, get me up, mess me up till the morning. Because all I see is every street where he made me numb. There's got to be some place where we can run. The name of the song is Run. My first thought was, this is somebody that's trading an addiction that they want to get away from with a health addiction. As in, like, they're trying to get healthy. They're trying to run away. They're trying to, thank goodness I need to escape. So thank goodness you were there for me. And sure enough, I found an article about her talking about kind of getting clean and sober. And sure enough, if, I didn't know this at the time, but she basically has gone to the other side almost it sounds like of her just being super healthy and i'm very happy for her but she's gone to the other side of really trying to get her health under control really trying to take after re recreate the wrongs so um i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that i found an article that corroborated exactly what i thought her lyrics are about so that's probably not good that uh one recognized one there but it's a fantastic song audibly and uh and I, I really like her sound. I hope I don't beat a dead horse here. Yeah, no, like I, I agree with that. Yeah, she, she has had like substance abuse issues um, throughout the year. She's been very open about that in interviews that she's done. And like now, like um, she actually is like she's gotten into running. She says she drinks a hell of a lot of coffee now and likes to read books and everything like that, as opposed to she said, it's just a healthier alternative to um, 
when you're on the road on tour rather than just going to the bar and getting loaded before a show. So um, that that is like what she's kind of like been her backstory with that. And um, sonically on the song, it's similar. And it was funny. You kind of had an unintentional pun. You said like uh, she's made it to the other side. There's a song called The Other Side on uh, her record, Reckless. Yeah. But with Run, like she, you know, it, it's it's similar to the songs that are on the record, but I would say it's probably um, with the being added sonically, it's the, it's the second most pop leaning song after mm-hmm. last cigarette um, of the songs that we've heard from that record. And, but it, at the same time, I love her sound too, because it, even though she leans a little pop here and there, it works. Cause she kind of has like this gritty kind of like um, roots rock kind of sound. It's not like straight up country. It's not straight up rock and roll. It's a good blend of the two. And, um, but this one was one of the more pop leaning songs on uh, that she's released, but at the same time, um, it just works. I I know that's not like a great explanation, but, but it does. And it's kind of interesting. If you heard her early career before she released her record, she was very, very, it was always acoustic. So in the subject matter of the song, everybody thinks she was going to be like hardcore country. And then when the record came out, there were some people that actually complained, but I was like, why are you complaining? I was like, from the very first song on that uh, album, uh, Wilder Days, it just, grabs you and and brings you into the record is like the sequencing on that record was really good so like i was i was i really liked run i'm excited to hear the other five songs that are going to be on the deluxe version so i definitely as i say ad nauseum on both podcasts i definitely want people to check out morgan wade because she is a uh, fantastic fantastic artist to your point about the pop thing real quick the pop music works really well with her raw unfiltered voice Mm-hmm. And the two of them together is what I think is why I like the sound. They, they, it's a yin and yang that come together well. You're not oh, expecting yeah. to hear that against more pop leaning music. No, yeah, exactly. Because most of the time you have like a very, you have overly produced smooth vocals with like pop sounding songs. It's like the, the rasp in her voice, the grittiness to her vocals is what, it's what I think I really like about it. Similar, what I, similar to what I like about Ashlyn Graft. Um, it's just, they have that kind of like gritty raspy tone to their voice, which I, I tend to appreciate out of a female artist. But that is the song of the month. It'll be on the playlist. Yep. All right. So moving on in, as we told you last month, we now have, uh, we're bringing back our Southern tournament. It, <laughs> and you know what? looks like we're going to, we're taking the lead of the conference that Rutgers is in. Because is we call it the Southern 64, but we can't count either, and it's really just the Southern 32. <laughs> putting uh, putting the graphic up on the screen of what the we selected last week on what the uh, the field is this year. So uh, if you guys want to get into, I picking, guess yeah, who are we, we're picking, who are we picking? Week. music versus sports, or do you guys want to do drinks versus versus culture or whatever it was sayings, <laughs> culture or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go music sports. Play it off your uh, your song of the month theme. Fair enough. All right, first date, Logan. Are you reading them off? Uh, I can if you want me to. I mean, doesn't matter. We didn't really plan that ahead. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> let's wing it. All I'll right, do, I'll do sports. You do music. Let's go. That works. <laughs> All right, kicking things off. The very first edition of the Southern Sixty Four with thirty two teams for the 2022 season of Miserable and Reckless for us to determine what is the most Southern entrant into this tournament that we have here. 
Starting in the music category, we have the number one seed, the Almond Brothers, against number eight, Bruce Wordsme. So, Morgan, who are you voting for? Oh, man. I'm going Bruce Hornsby, baby. That's the way it is. <laughs> well, there's one for the eight seed. Are we going uh, to... Are you we on to pick up on that? Are we on upside for a second year in a row for a one seed? Who's to say? All right, Dustin. Go look out um, the window and see if you see the Almond Brothers. Look... <laughs> <laughs> the Owen Brothers, uh, well-known, well-known band, big time in the South. Lots of people love them. I know Mr. Angle over here is is going to pick them, but I'm sorry, I'm going Bruce Hornsby. That's just the way it is. Yeah, buddy. Once yeah, again, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I'm just not. Almond Brothers are kind of jam bandy to me. Hey. I, I'm not into like 12 minutes. You on, know what? So, you know what? The show goes on, buddy. <laughs> These are all Bruce Hornsby songs. Because <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll make our own playlist. <laughs> Just Bruce Hornsby for you, America. <laughs> it's basically the Bayhouse playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I positively associate with them. It's like somewhere in the back of my brain. I just feel like I'm at Pine Ave right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's two of those. I'm like made, for, made for TV movie in the early 90s. <laughs> all right ryan the one seed and the eight seed who are you casting your lot with well we already kicked michael jordan out of the tournament <laughs> for tim tebow last year in the first vote so uh i guess this is going to come as a surprise to dustin but i'm actually throwing my vote behind bruce hornsby as well um which i believe advances them and i have a couple simple yep. reasons uh first of all every time bruce hornsby comes up on my tv when I'm playing Spotify, uh, first of all, it's relaxing because as the aforementioned uh, Bruce uh, Bayhouse playlist, you know, Bruce Hornsby is something that we all appreciate as the sun is setting. As Morgan pointed out, it's just a nice piano playing in the background, like an 80s movie oh, yeah. soundtrack while we're all sitting around the bonfire. I mean, that's the, what's, what's better than that? It's a little harder to sit around the bonfire and get the same vibe when you feel like you should be tripping on shrooms. Um, so... <laughs> You know, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a vibe to that, you know, um, they're both Southern. So I, I, you know, I don't feel bad that I'm, I'm taking the Almond Brothers out. Um, incidentally, Bruce Hornsby makes you want to smile and have a good time. Almond Brothers, like you said, like, Hey, where the, where the shrooms at? The Almond Brothers, however, have a great guitarist and they're responsible for their own sound. So I'll point that out. Mm -hmm. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out that they also wrote a song that is named after my wife. However, Bruce Hornsby looks like Bill Murray, and that makes me feel like I'm having a good time. So I'm going with Bruce Hornsby. Well, my vote is inconsequential at this point because Bruce Hornsby <laughs> is going to move on. But you know what? Exactly. Not so fast. Your, your vote count. I really don't ever listen to Bruce Hornsby. I, I know I know a couple of his songs. Don't really care. Give me the Almond Brothers. I'm going to be a rambling man. Give me the Almond Brothers. Your vote doesn't count, so well, you can just anyway. midnight ride on out of here. <laughs> can't, you, can't you see? I think that's Marshall Tucker Band. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I think that is Marshall Tucker Band. <laughs> see, yeah, no don't even thanks. care. That's how good yeah. the Almond Brothers are. We, we name other songs from other people. This is the night we drove old Dixie down. 
don't 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 associate the band with almond brothers please don't do, don't ever do that again oh they just all sound the same that's why i picked bruce hornsby <laughs> no no the band the band is much better than the almond brothers i actually agree with that i love the band but well maybe maybe they would have advanced anyway. further in next year's tournament. no no Southern 64 with 11 teams. Yeah. All right. So Bruce Hornsby moves on. All right. Next up, we have a very tough matchup because, you know, it's always a toss up between the four or five. And, you know, the devil went down to Georgia looking for his hold of steel, but he had to settle for a burger and a grape snow cone. We got Alan Jackson as the four seed versus the number five speed, Charlie Daniels. I'm going to throw it over to my brother. Because I think I have an idea where he's going. You probably do. Uh, so, two big time icons in Southern culture, country music, everything. Uh, over on our sister podcast, Country and Cold Cans, we did a uh, Mount Rushmore one time of country artists. I I chose Alan Jackson as one of mine. I think that I love Alan Jackson. Sp- small town Southern man, through and through. Speaks through his music, great songwriter. I think he's one of the best because he writes his music. Just incredible. However, Charlie Daniels has always got a soft spot right here in my heart. He mm-hmm. he was the first concert I ever went to at the State Fair in North Carolina. He's from Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, he was me and Logan went to see him at the Runner Rapids Theater not too many years ago when he was an old man. He was like 82. And he could still put on a good show. As much as I love Alan Jackson and think that he's arguably, definitely, not even arguably, the better country music artist, I'm going Charlie Daniels. Because Charlie Daniels is my man. So I can't pick against him. Look, I love Charlie Daniels too. But this is not (laughs) even a competition here. Like, as good as Charlie Daniels is and influential as he is, he also, you know, isn't as good as what I consider one of the greatest of all time, the goats of country music, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson, to a lot of the points that you out, uh, outlined for us, he is one of the few guys that's, that, like, writes almost all of his music and has quite a few solo rights on his records. And Alan Jackson is just, like, the soundtrack of, of like, my childhood growing up. Like he, he literally was just like got, he was big in the nineties, but then he had a career resurgence in the early two thousands and was huge again. And like at, at you immediately, if you take, look at any of my friends when we're at a, a wedding or they play it at a bar or something and Chattahoochee comes on that opening guitar riff and look, it gets the people going. So just for that alone and just the overall career that Alan Jackson has had, it's, it's Alan Jackson for me. And it's not, not even a competition. So. Well, one to one. Let me let me let me state a rule or a a thing from last year. I don't know. If it's not a rule. This tournament is all about personal bias. There is nothing about this tournament that has anything to do with who is better or whatever. You know, non bias. There. What's your argument about this person being more important <laughs> or more influential than that person? All that goes out the window in the Southern sixty four with thirty two teams. So. Keep that in mind, America, as we slide on forward. And my personal bias is Alan Jackson. (laughs) 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 All right. Moving on down the line. Ryan. Yeah, this one's not that hard for me either. Um, I'm going chalk on this one. 
it's Alan Jackson. I'm sorry, Wilmington. Sorry, Charlie Daniels. I know you're considered one of the Mount Rushmores of uh, Southern Rock, but I would consider you to be the fourth person that was etched into the Southern Rock uh, Mount Rushmore. So if we were doing a, a, an Olympic medal stand, you would, you would be fourth place. So uh, Alan Jackson, however, uh, being the four seed, um, has a lot better songs. And uh, in my opinion, and that's really all that matters here for my vote, uh, Alan Jackson moves on. So I'll keep it simple because I have a feeling he's going to go pretty far in this tournament. I don't want to, I'll, I'll keep my powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Morgan. Are you going to tie it up or are you going to? You might want to pack that powder up there, young man. <laughs> Just hand me my fiddle and take me on back down to the dub. I'm taking my, 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 my talents back to the beach for Charlie Daniels. The dreaded tie. <laughs> Now, this is no. Now we just well. Now um, I'd say that the uh, the senior here, the older person, the oldest person, gets to make the vote here. Um, oh, that's how it works in Congress, but not on this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, if that's the way we're going to do it, I'll just mute whoever's uh, microphone is. It's going to make the wrong decision. <laughs> I'm still in the producer chair. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a with a funny way to deal with the dice. Maybe, uh, maybe we might maybe, have more than one. Maybe yeah, we'll we could do. We could we just have like a. You know, we could do is like a quick uh, best of three paper rock scissors between the brothers. We <laughs> shouldn't. We could do that, or we can involve the kids like we did last year. <laughs> or or is it, where was it signed for the ink a dink? Refresh my memory. I, I I'm not gonna YouTube it. Um, All right, fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty much it's Seinfeld's version of, in, of any mini money mo. Nice, but it's in, Inka Dinka. I forget how it goes to be honest. Uh, it didn't take us very long to end up in a have a tie. So moving on to the next matchup here in the music division in the Southern sixty four with thirty two teams. It's a mouthful. We have the six seed North Carolina native Randy Travis against who is often considered by many to be uh, the queen of country music in a lot of ways, Dolly Parton. All right, Morgan, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Is it Dolly or Andy? Oh, oh God, I'm going to have to go with Randy Travis. <laughs> one for Randy. All right, Dustin. It looks like uh, Ryan's MIA right now. So, oh, there he is. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> he went down there to get some uh, sock in. <laughs> I guess it's taking too long. <laughs> hey, I, I'll I'll be real simple here. Um, Dolly Parton, you know, like her. She's great. She's uh, from Sevier County, Tennessee, which uh, basically was where you were at talking about yep. for your Southern Spotlight which is cool because a, a buddy of mine's wife is from there. And so she's got some fun stories from the county, but come on, Randy Travis, one, he's from North Carolina. So I got to go with that. Um, and then two, he personally, again, personal bias all about this. I listened to more of his music and he had more of an impact on me than Dolly Parton did. So I would go with him. Also Logan and I saw him in an airport about four or five years ago. And uh, it was, at a time in his life where he was struggling a little bit more, it was after his his uh, health issues. But 
still cool to see. We were still pretty excited. So, Randy Travis. All right, Ryan. Randy or Dolly? Well, I was down there, and we did go by Dolly Parton's Dolly World. And, uh, man, she's really done some things down there for that city, and she's really uh, a city of Gatlinburg, although I think it was uh, Pigeon Forge, technically, is where she is, which is right next door. And um, But at the same time, I'll just I'll keep it simple. Randy Travis from North Carolina. Uh, how far should he go in this? How far should he go in this tournament? I'm just going to say forever and ever. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah. So with this one, like, don't get me wrong. I very, very much like Dolly Parton. Incredible artist. And you know, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. When she was younger, she was quite the smoke. But personal bias, that's what this tournament is. Uh, it's Randy Travis for me. I, the Randy Travis just uh, yeah this is a unanimous one like Randy Travis had so many great songs here in the 80s the 90s and even had a, a, a couple of uh, big hits in the early 2000s the man's voice is just that of country music legend um, it, and you know the North Carolina connection doesn't hurt him in my, my standing here so Randy Travis unanimous he moves on I'll say one cool thing about Dolly Parton Pro tip for anyone out there that's actually interested in this, you can Google it. If you want your kids to get books, um, Dolly Parton has a thing that's set up. I, I, we do it. Well, I didn't come up with this. My, my wife did. But uh, you can, Dolly Parton will mail books from her like library. She pays for it out of her pocket or her foundation or whatever. They'll mail books to your kids. I think it's once every month. And uh, they'll do it for free so your kids can grow up and learn how to read. So Google that and, and you can sign up for it. And as long as there's someone in the area, they'll, they'll mail you the books. So good on her for doing that, but Randy Travis moves on in our tournament because yeah. we're assholes. Yeah, because th this is not a humanitarian field, all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My personal bias is not impacted by those heartwarming stories, so let's move on. <laughs> on to Cincinnati. All right, so we have uh, the, the number two seed, Alabama, against number seven, Darius Rucker. You know, I'm, I'm going to let Ryan kick this one off. Is he Hootie or Alabama? Uh, well, when I saw these two come up earlier, because I do the seeds ahead of time, I'm responsible for the seeds. And then uh, I plug them in and I'm like, oh, shit. So this is, uh, this is interesting. This is, I won't belabor the point, but this is, I think, my childhood of listening to Hootie at the beach versus... <laughs> The DeBerry's and possibly Irby's childhood going down to Myrtle Beach and listening to Alabama. So I'm going to go out on the limb, even though he's uh, the official champion of the current Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm going to go ahead and stand with my boy, Darius Rucker, and his Hootie and the Blowfish. Thank you for the childhood memories. I have a feeling you're, the two of us are not going to make it very far, but that's fine. We'll stay in the Carolinas. We'll appreciate each other, and, and we'll, we'll move on from there. I'm picking Darius because I'm picking first, and I have a feeling that I know that the probably the right winner will move on. We'll see. All right, one for Hootie. Morgan, Darius or Alabama? Oh, it's Darius Riker, my friend. Oh? Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> All right. right. He was like Darius Riker, enough said. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Dustin, Darius or Alabama? Awful. You two are awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Um, look, who doesn't love Hootie? Love Hootie. 
spiked their records. Had who did he play in the other day? He's done all right. His country in country. Don't have a problem with the guy. But compared to Alabama, hell no. <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, yes, the Myrtle Beach connection. You got they played at the Bowery for like seven years as the house band, which is a pretty awesome story. They if you want fun country songs, if you want love making country songs, if you want just country country songs, they're your guys. I mean they had hit after hit after hit. They they were putting out an album a year at one point. I mean, these guys are the best. They were also the song to my high school days in many ways. We played them a lot, Drew Salmon. Uh, was a big fan as well, Logan. So you could mention that to him next time you see him at a pack game. But yeah, it's Alabama all day long. No chance there is records even in the same vicinity of those guys. There's a reason why they're the two seed, if not the one seed. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, looking at this music bracket and reading all the names, and I say this as a really big Hootie and the Blowfish fan, Cracker Airview is an awesome record. I'm a Absolutely. ardent defender of their day of their uh, sophomore record, Fairweather Johnson. I think it got a horrible rap from people at the time. It, it holds up if you listen to it. But Crack Review is is an all time uh, rock record from the 90s. But Darius Rucker doesn't really belong on this list. Looking at the other names in this bracket. I mean, he's had a he's had a good um, like country career. But I mean, come on, man. Like it, it's Alabama. It's not even close. No, not even. Darius is probably a good dude. Seems like a great guy. Yeah, he's a hell of a golfer, too. Yeah, but no. Anyway, we got two ties. I think we can safely not call that one a tie. As much as we want to defend Darius Rucker, I think we we should be shot if we kick, literally, if we kick all the brothers in Alabama out of the first round of the music bracket. (laughs) You're talking about the brothers deserve to be kicked out, but that's (laughs) it. You're talking about the the artist of the decade at, from country music from the 80s uh, against, you know, the guy that was the lead singer of a band from Columbia, South Carolina that had one huge record. I mean, I pushed for it to be 38 special instead, and then this would have been a lot closer, I'm just saying. Maybe next year when we have the 17 Southern 64. <laughs> All right, so just a recap of the music category uh, in an upset. And I think a travesty. Bruce Hornsby takes down the Almond Brothers. <laughs> but the thing that I really don't understand is the tie between Alan Jackson and Charlie Daniels. But we'll find a way to settle that one. <laughs> Randy Travis uh, takes down Dolly Parton. And then, you know, another tie between Hootie and Alabama. Too many ties. I thought this was America. But that's, the music, that's the music recap. <laughs> I think we can move Alabama for just on, on merit alone. This is like yeah. when they just give Tom Brady a bye. just go ahead and move them all right so you don't have to tell me twice alabama moves on i'm the ncaa and i'm just letting i'm declaring it a no contest so alabama moves forward (laughs) darius rucker uh was in the same room as someone who had covid so he's out of the (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) (laughs) and and like i I say that as a big darius fan i i love hootie and the blowfish but it's alabama all right, that, that concludes the music portion. So, Ryan, take it away for sports. Sure. All right, let's I got just... a bone to pick on this. All right, go ahead. We picked the, the things to go in here. So, obviously, just, just with the rating or the ranking. For, you're, you're Mr. Uh, 
you're Mr. Excel, and this Excel spreadsheet doesn't have the lines on this side of the bracket. It's true. You you miss one part of it, and I just I'm, I'm <laughs> disappointed for you and your family as a result of that. I must have forgotten to select all borders. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make that mistake again. I'm at least uh, I'm noticing that we also are seeing Logan's uh, search <laughs> search bar at the top. So at least there's <laughs> uh, safe for work and safe for the internet uh, <laughs> search things up here. <laughs> It'd be embarrassing if it was like AEW Ladies of the Night or something. (laughs) Way to go, Ryan. Everyone in this room is now dumber having looked at your spreadsheet. I award you no points. Well, speaking of Logan's brag uh, for a browser, you know, I would, for security reasons, I would encourage you to run that update. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I, I I was like, I'm not picking up what you're putting down then i see it oh yeah it's in the top corner there's a big red like run this update well that's the problem is like they do it every too much uh it's too often it's too it's often yeah. like, they just need to get better security from the get-go and then i don't have to keep updating the damn thing yeah, there we go dustin, hey, dustin, problem solved. Dustin, i should be that, an it dustin dustin that's just a recommendation like what if you <laughs> yeah. would like to do it you can but it's not important <laughs> It's like the oil right, sign on your I'm car. Throwing us way you don't off. Have to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll do better next week. So yeah, just do better. That as as uh, Brett's mother would say, just do better. Be better. I, can, I believe is how she said. I could be better about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One seed, dear season, and then we have our first uh, vote in, which we were talking about last week. You guys want to go mudding or ATV? We're just going to give one word responses. I think ATV ATVing sounds more fun than mudding. Mudding I would do in my Jeep. ATVing I would do in an ATV. ATVing, hands down. I, I love riding on a four wheeler or a side by side, but mudding I've never been that into. Uh, let's just go. Let's just keep it consistent. ATVing. All right. So three one. There you go. Or, well, I don't even know what does vote. It doesn't matter. Deer doesn't season matter. or deer season or ATVing. Uh, just let's go. I'll go across the top, Logan. Look, what you we're, got? we're talking about trying to compare riding on a four wheeler, going wide ass open versus getting up at the crack uh, ass of dawn, sitting in the cold where you can't talk or take a piss. Fuck deer season. Give me ATV. In. His name is Logan DeBerry. Everybody, if you would like to send him hate mail, it's Logan DeBerry <laughs> miserable and reckless.com. <laughs> He's also available on Twitter. (laughs) Dustin. I I don't disagree much here. Like we didn't hunt. We had a brother kind of fake hunt and fake hunts every now and then, (laughs) but, but we don't, we never really hunt it. We're we're not a family of many hobbies, except for arguing with one another and watching sports. Which the podcasting thing came natural. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're sitting in these chairs for a reason, America. So, you know, we didn't hunt, we didn't really fish, we didn't do all these things. And so I, I never understood the appeal of sitting in a deer stand at four in the morning, cold, lonely, can't pee. Yeah, it just sounds all give me ATV. <laughs> just give me an ATV. Take that all day. Morgan, which way are you gonna tip this? You brought this category up last week. <laughs> well, you know, it is a southern sixty four and you know, we're all from the south. 
well, most of us. Um, <laughs> Jewish season is I, I I I didn't I didn't hunt, but I grew up in the second largest county in Virginia, which was ninety percent farmland and hunting. And every November, it was a rite of passage for young kids to go to have an actual, an excused absence from school to go hunting with their dad. I mean, they were allowed to leave and, and they uh, absent. Um, I mean, it's, it's part of the South. But with that said, um, ATVing is much more fun. I'm like, like Logan said, uh, ass cracking on to go sit in a tree and, uh, stare at the woods and, and kill Bambi. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ride a four-wheeler and drink some beers. While driving the four-wheeler. Love it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like ATVing is going to move on, which is great because as the aforementioned uh, carpetbagger, I guess, on this show, and, and that I was born in Maryland and lived in North Carolina for a long time, I believe I'm the person on this podcast that's been hunting most recently. And incidentally, when I went hunting, we went in on ATVs. ATVs are very loud, but they're also a great way to bring in all the things you need, mainly all the liquor. So uh, then when you climb up in the tree, the ATV isn't running anymore. So then you can sit up in the tree. Well, you've already had your ATVing experience. Then you can drink. Then if you shoot something, it's great because you can take the thing and you can get it out of there quickly. And incidentally, if you wanted the experience of being drunk on the ATV, that's what sitting in the tree stand for is when you're just whispering to your buddy. To your point, Logan, about taking a pee break, yeah, there's some, there's some complications there. Sometimes some animals don't always like it when they can smell human pee. So, you know, you try and do the best you can. You definitely don't want pee on yourself or on your buddy. So you need to go some places. You need to, you know, kind of focus on the amount of liquor that you're taking in so that you're not having to excrete so much. But that's another conversation for another day when we get to the two versus the seven matchup. I've got a whole lot of opinions about that. So for the meantime, ATVing moves on. So for the uh, five versus the four, this is an interesting one. Um, I put a present experience over a past experience, and I'm curious to see what you guys think about this, and that we can experience one still to this day, and it lives on, whereas the other is a, is a very fond memory for a lot of people. So uh, let's go backwards. Morgan, you're often um, talking about Free Shoes University and how much you dislike them, and I know that there's some history with Virginia Tech in this school, but Bobby Bowden versus a Saturday spent tailgating specifically in Oxford, Mississippi in the Grove, one known as one of the preeminent tailgating spots in America, or none. Mm, this is a tough one. Well, I do hate Free Shoes University, Bobby Bowden, what he did for college football, and just the person himself was a, a great person, but it's... Uh, I'm... Um, Sorry, but I'm gonna have to go Saturday in the Grove. Uh, I've always wanted that's one of the if if I was able to, ever able to go tailgating, like to pick a place I could go to, it would definitely be uh, one of them would be uh, Oxford. Um, and my my picking Saturday in the Grove has nothing to do with my hate for Free Shoes University. I really did take that out of the equation here. Um, sorry, but we appreciate you remaining objective in your journalistic endeavors. <laughs> Dustin, you gave us the Bobby Bowden piece a couple couple months ago, I think. At this point, Bobby Bowden yes. or Oxford, Mississippi. 
Yeah. Uh, look, y'all want to go down to the Grove tailgate? I'm interested. I can make it work. I'd be there. Don't think it compares Bobby Bowden. And again, personal bias. I, I'm not interested in being unbiased. I'm interested in being extremely biased. I'm extremely biased towards Bobby Bowden. I think he was one amazing man. He truly cared about his players. You know, we did the whole thing. People can go back and listen to it. He was a great witness for God, to folks. He was just a good dude. And he was a hell of a football coach. Um, yeah. I, I think he did, you know, like you said, he was a legend in college football. I'm going Bobby Bowden. But don't get me wrong. I'll go down with you to Oxford and have that experience. I'm interested. Logan, we were almost going to go have that experience had not been family men gotten in the way. So uh, <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi, or Bobby Bowden. One's an experience, one's a person. Look, Bobby Bowden's one of the greatest football coaches of all times. And, you know, like Dustin said, fantastic human being. Um, you know, the stories that Martin Richt tells about Bobby Bowden, just in, it says a lot about who he was as a, as a man. That being said, I'm all about the tailgate, man. And Oxford, Mississippi just looks like one hell of a party. So hotty toddy. I want to go on down to, uh, to a, spend a Saturday in the Grove. Well, you can pencil me in right in with you. Um, I really appreciate Bowden's legacy. I do. And I'm not going to belabor the point. I do appreciate his uh, openness along with so- several other uh, individuals that have appeared either in this list last year or on this list coming up. But on the flip side, Saturday in the Grove, I really like to have the experience. It's something I could still do. And quite frankly, I'm, I don't care one way or the other for Florida State. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take my old Miss Rebels. They'll move on to the next one. Yet another experience versus another avowed uh, good witness and a hell of a winner on the racetrack. We're going between the hedges for the recent national champion, first time in 41 years, between the hedges at UGA. Or are you going Joe Gibbs, the winner of innumerable NASCAR races? So, so we're going to gloss over the fact that he won three Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. It was about as long ago as when Georgia won their national championship. So. It means we're due. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dustin, let's start with you. Where are you going? <laughs> well, look, I already said a couple weeks ago, well, I said all season. I mean, let me back it up a little bit more. I was all in on the dogs this year. One of them to get that title. Now that they're national champions, forget them. I'm out. They've got their trophy. I, I'm not going to cheer for them to continue to be dominant anymore. Would I go to a football game there? Yes. Am I voting for them today? No. Redskin, great. Joe Gibbs gets my vote. I was wearing my Redskin hoodie all day today. Didn't even know we were going to be voting on Joe Gibbs today. But I'm in. He was a hell of a man. He's got a NASCAR connection. He's done very well there. I'm sorry, but can't go wrong with Joe Gibbs. Morgan? Well, um, first off, congratulations, Georgia, on winning a uh, national championship first time since the early 80s. Happy for you. Um, with that said, I really don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me Mr. Jeff Knoxville, North Carolina, Gibbs. Uh, man, man grew up uh, loving God, loving racing, and loving football. 
won three Super Bowls, should have won four Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks, three different running backs, um, invented the uh, two tight end set, mainly to eliminate uh, Lawrence Taylor from coming off the line and sacking his quarterbacks more than they should have. Um, and then he went on from that to win multiple championships with in NASCAR. Basketball, I mean, you can't get more so than that. And he's just an all-around awesome dude. You talk to any of his old football players, they, they all love him. So that's two for Joe Gibbs then. Logan? Yes, so if you didn't To sum up my thoughts on this particular one, hail to the Redskins, hail to victory, Joe Gibbs. That was that was very off key, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I got the point. <laughs> I think you I think you got the words a little mixed up too, but it's yeah, been a while. All all of, we don't get to sing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, we'll make this one unanimous. Uh, this is called Between the Hedges. I'm hedging my bets here. And uh, as the NASCAR fan here, I have a pretty clear idea of which of the uh, NASCAR uh, persons is going to make it a little further in this bracket. So way to go, Joe Gibbs. I'm glad that you also were in a unanimous pick here and can move forward. Again, I'll keep my powder dry on, on, on what he's done. And quite frankly, if there's an experience between Oxford and Between the Hedges, uh, you can... Damn, damn sure bet that I'm going to Oxford twice before I go to the hedges once. So, all right. Speaking of Georgia, that brings us to our seventh seed. Uh, the aforementioned uh, people's champion versus the aforementioned better experience hunting. The two seed, duck season, in case you're keeping track. The one seed is deer season. The two seed is duck season. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go first. Duck season is underrated. You can't, you can't filibuster. I'm not. You have to just pick. I'm not. Duck season is underrated. Uh, I really enjoyed the couple times I went hunting for ducks. And uh, quite frankly, I really like going out to the blind. I really like being out on the water. I really like sitting out there. I really like you get to take a boat out there, which is a step above from an ATV, depending on the duck situation that you're in. So uh, this isn't even close for me. I'm sorry if this comes as a surprise, but it's duck season for me. Absolutely. It's one of my Holy favorite things that I've, that I've ever gotten a chance to do. And it's just not something that I get to do very often. So maybe it's a unique experience for me. Chase Elliott, I can tune in and see every weekend. I cannot go duck hunting every weekend. So uh, yeah, that's an easy one. And that's why this is the two seat. I fully expect this to make it pretty far. Damn, All right. I'm shocked. I really, really enjoy it. It's a really, really fun time. Screwed up my whole entire answer now. <laughs> All right, Morgan, your turn. Duck season, Chase oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm picking this one just to piss you off. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like Chase Elliott. didn't like his daddy. Um, I love NASCAR, but I hate, I hate the Elliots. So uh, go duck season. <laughs> Fair enough. Logan, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so if I were to ever do anything involving hunting, it would be it would be duck hunting because you know duck hunting is like it's very much the opposite of deer hunting. Like you don't have to be super quiet. My friends, when I when they tell me all the time, they're just out there 
in the duck blind. Uh, you know, they they have uh, sausage and eggs on the griddle, laughing and, and joking. It sounds like a lot more fun. Still at the ass crack of dawn, it's still cold. But duck season just is a lot more appealing than deer season. And on top of that, Hooters has new draconian regulations, and they sponsor Chase <laughs> Elliott, so they're all canceled. It's duck season. Draconian? Where'd you get that vocab word from? <laughs> I saw it on a political meme once. <laughs> That's, I love that's it. A big one. Incidentally, because you can uh, just pro tip again, if you're in the duck blind, because you can make noise, you can also watch the game on your phone if you're within yeah. the service. Just you, ought to, you ought to go check out the song Duck Blind from the Bone Collector Project. It's uh, Dallas Davidson and Red Akins, Tommy Redstad. They have a song called Duck Blind. It, it's not a serious song, obviously, but it's really funny. All right. Excellent. Dustin, thoughts? Uh, don't like the driver from Georgia, but like Doug Dynasty, Doug, Doug season. Come on. <laughs> All right. And there you have it. So to recap, that's a unanimous one for duck season. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that our podcast was able to do that. So we have Bruce Hornsby. We have the Alan Jackson, Charlie Daniels band tie. We have Randy Travis, Alabama, ATV, Oxford, Joe Gibbs and duck season. And America, if you think we don't know sports, the fact that we have ATVing, tailgating at Oxford, Joe Gibbs in duck season. I mean, that, the, all four of those sound like phenomenal experiences, especially with the Daytona 500 coming up. I believe Joe Gibbs has three of those three days in a row. So, uh, nice. Found another way to uh, put NASCAR into that. Well, yeah, that's what he does now. Sorry. It's not 1993 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the first edition of the Southern 64 tournament with 32 teams here on Miserable and Reckless. All right, Dustin, I think you actually have a bless your heart. We've been kind of, you know, canceling your segment for quite a few weeks in a row now. Read the chat. Oh, I didn't read the chat. Let me read the chat. (laughs) Bless your heart got COVID. You can take all this out and post. We'll fix it in post. Hell, just leave it in there. So I guess we're not doing, I've got a word from one of our producers. We're not doing bless your heart once again. So (laughs) it got, it got COVID. It got COVID. So it's going into isolation. It might return in two weeks, pending two negative tests. If it, if it follows my school's um, daycare, uh, 14 days. I really hope that the people listening to this do not have COVID and they're not listening to it while they're sitting at home because these jokes will not be funny. <laughs> or they could just like, they, they might think it's funny. I mean, a bit of levity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I also think it's funny that bless your heart would have to pass two negative tests. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a double negative. So it turns into a positive, right? <laughs> all right well make sure once again you go follow us on all social media spotify uh, apple podcast amazon podbean anywhere you get your podcast go over to the youtube channel and uh subscribe there and make sure you click the alert bell for this episode of miserable and reckless i'm logan sitting here with morgan dustin and ryan we will see you next week